occurring, people. Yes, welcome to Halloween special. <laughs> yeah, Halloween. <laughs> do, do you um, actually get on board with Halloween at all in any way, shape or form? Not really. Neither do I. I, I mean, it's, it's. I suppose it's fun for people. It's, you know, you can scare people or we can just go around getting stuff off people. That's how I see it. I was talking to one of my mates last night and she was saying it, it's like um, when people come and knocking at your door. She said it's like a form of begging. And it is really. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Got drink, give me some sweets. Trick or treat. But no one really does a trick, do they? No, what is the trick? Brick Fire windows. bomb in your house. <laughs> yeah, fireworks or something. Put in fireworks for your letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> People are mad like, they don't like fireworks anymore because it scares dogs, don't they? Well, yeah, so all, animals. all animals are scared by them, aren't they, really? Yeah, but do you know how many fucking times I've been kept awake by dogs? It's about time. I get one night a year I can set some fireworks <laughs> off. Keep the, the dogs up. <laughs> you little fucking barking bastards. <laughs> oh, dear. You me. see more evidence of Halloween, because it's driving around yesterday. I saw, because like, people have been putting like the weird, like, um, it looks like spider webs over the hedge. It just makes your hedge look shit. But there's more evidence of Halloween than there is of Armistice Day. Mm. I thought that's shocking. No one seems to care. It shows a lot about our culture, I suppose, isesn't it? It's crazy. I mean, some of them go mental, do that. I don't know, as well. I mean, you know, you can get people who sit on steps waiting for people to come up and to scare them and all that. And, I mean, you wouldn't want to have done that last night. It would have been cold. Yeah, it would have been freezing. Yeah. yeah. It would have gone, this one having a fit over there. <laughs> yeah. With a clown mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a pumpkin that was carved with fuck off written on it and put in the window. So oh, it's nice. Kind of like, you know, don't mess with us. Or yeah. We're not into it, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Nice. So I like quite it. Funny. Kept himself in the festive spirit, though, because I did it with, with a pineapple. No, yeah. Pineapple? I mean, yeah, I, d- I saw a pineapple, actually. <laughs> Done. I did. <laughs> I meant to say pumpkin, obviously, but pineapple would be quite cool. You could do one because they've got hair. You can do it. Some, I've seen like it done today. Have you? With mm-hmm. pineapple? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's cheaper. Is it cheaper? No. Yes. I suppose it is. Hannah wanted to do one with a sweet potato. Sweet potato. Thought, come on. You do one with a massive elephant dung. Do you want to borrow a couple of quid? I'll get you a pumpkin. It's okay. <laughs> she still hasn't carved it. No, I'll do it with your human head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet that's being done today. Someone's doing it. Do you reckon that, yeah? Do you reckon someone's ever put a Halloween, um, uh, like, scary, what do you call them, like, I don't know. A corpse. Prop, a prop, but actually put someone's head there. Yeah. And people going, oh, that's scary. And you're going, yeah. It would be good, wouldn't it? I should have really looked Looks like Larry from down the road. Yeah, it's exactly like him. Yeah, Gary? Is that Larry? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bother looking for any of that. I forgot it was Halloween yesterday. Was it yesterday? Not many people... I mean, it hasn't really been on telly and stuff either, like going, it's Halloween tomorrow, ah," and all that, have they? You know it's definitely Halloween, or the weekend after Halloween, when you see, when you go on Facebook or whatever social media you're on, you see loads of, like... For some reason, there's like a mad army of zombies with incredibly good... Female zombies with incredibly good cleavage. I know, yeah. It's just never like that in the movies, though, is it? Why do they, what, Girls, why do you do that? Why is it when it's Halloween, you decide to go with your tits hanging out as a zombie or a nurse with some blood coming out of their mouth? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. In fact, I'm saying it's good. <laughs> do more of it, but just don't do it at Halloween. What, do it just normally? Yeah. All day, every day? All the time. Dress up as a zombie. Just do it all the time, that's what I say. <laughs> I had a, a bloke knocking on the door for um, charity yesterday. Right. And Did you tell him to fuck off? I did it, yeah, basically, but not like that. Um, I felt bad because it was for chil- like a children's charity. Mm. 
Well, I was like, mate, I'm not going to give you my bank details. Oh, was he asking for bank details, was it? Well, yeah. He said, I've got an iPad here. We can just sort out, you know, a payment for a, a month or two months or a year. Loads of people in the neighbourhood are doing it. I was like, what's it about? And he, he said it was, um, he tried to dance around what it was. He said, it's essentially, it was for like terminally ill kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, why do you want a fiver off me a month? Isn't that just like, that's money well, down the drain. Just I've got a hammer in the garage. <laughs> and that's, that costs a fiver. And it's... <laughs> It's multiple use. <laughs> the thing is, as well, if, if if they have your bank details, you don't know if um they actually are scammers or not, and they might end up doing something mental down the line. Yeah. But at least if you, it was like a fiver, they went, "Can you give us a fiver?" You give them a fiver, and then if they have scammed you, and they walk away, "Ah, fuck you!" You go, "Right, it's only a fiver. That's it. It's gone." No way, because if you give them a fiver, they're just going to walk off with it mm. and go to the pub and say, "Nobody, uh, unlucky, nobody gave me any money." Charity's just going to go down the hill, and all they're at the pub getting pissed. And if you give them your bank details, you get fleeced. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and me. That's how I see it as well. Anyway. I, I give to um, an ambulance charity. Do you? Yeah, and they call me up asking for more money off me. I got pretty annoyed with it. You're not fly around in helicopters, haven't you got enough money? They said, we bought this new helicopter. It cost £9.7 million. Pounds. They kept going through all this. And they went, we're just looking for a bit more of a donation. It's like, you've just bought a helicopter. You know what I mean? I, I didn't say it like that. But I was just like, <laughs> I was like, so you're asking for more money off me. Um, no, I'm, that's all I, all I can afford to give you. So that's all you're going to have. Yeah. Don't c- call me again asking for more money because I am already giving you money. All right, every okay. month. Absolutely, I think uh, doesn't doesn't the old man he gives like charity to was it like guide dogs or something? I think so. It's pretty cool. I mean, you you know I wasn't bugged to do that. I just done it sort of thing um, to start with, and then now I'm getting bugged, and I think well I might just stop it completely if they if they're going to call me and keep doing that, I'll Fuck stop yeah. it completely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just, Gravy I'm, training. They should do. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be allowed to come to your door. I don't think. I y- think they should yeah. be allowed. What what it should be is the shops, like you know the main shopping centres and all that. They're allowed to stand there, right? Fine, f- free, whatever. But they can't approach people and go, "Here's sir, madam, can can because people get dragged into it, don't they?" Yeah, it's piss off. You, know, you should be able to go up to them and go, "Look, okay, I'm, I might be interested in doing this. Can you talk to me about it?" Rather than them coming up to you and bugging they, you, they try and, and go, guilt you. I'm trying to have a fucking coffee here. Yeah, you know what I mean. They try and I'm in a rush. I'm, I need a shit. You know what I mean? The geezer said to me yesterday, he goes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be brief and I went, If you could <laughs> I mean I do I give money to charity, but it's not on the doorstep. No. You don't know who them people are. No. Anyway, uh social Digressing. media stuff. Should oh yeah. Through some of that. Yes, let's do it. Um yeah. Robots for eyes across the board. Yeah, Google, Robots for Eyes, it will come up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't bother with Twitter, really. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Um it might come up with some of the stuff about us. Raving reviews in both ways. Oh, yeah, drop us a review on iTunes. Thanks for everybody that's been doing that. We've had a few more of them come through. Nice. Very nice. Good work. Thank you, everyone. And share to win Rob's amazing piece of art, which I've got to say, the winner of last week's masterpiece, Harold Shipman, is in for a treat because I think, I just had a look at it, I think that's one of the best ones you've done. Do you? I think it's up there. Do you reckon? Because yeah, I think yeah. the week before, or was it the week before, that was pretty poor. Well, you had to take a bite out of it too. Sort of, you know. Yeah, and even wrote it's probably the worst one I've done, didn't I? So that's uh, a belt to look at that. It is pretty good, isn't it? Actually, to be fair, I never mm, saw it as being good at the time. But I think my favourite one so far is the Casio man. Who was that? That was um, I can't remember. I just remember he just murdered people, and he, I did it as like a um, Armin Mivis, like a oh yes, yeah, it was yeah, because I did it like a, a uh, what do you call it, a comic, didn't I? 
Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Because so didn't we say something like... Like, um, like before and like obviously coming up through his life and all of that. So it was quite good, that was. Yeah, that was very good. I enjoyed that. I thought it was quite inspiring for me. You're not going to be able to do a comic book theme with this one. No. Because this is going to be um, listener-inspired stories. <laughs> and before we start, before we get into it, don't cry because Rob is definitely going to take the piss <laughs> out of everybody. <laughs> you all know what you signed up for. <laughs> you all know me by now. You know what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it? Let's do it. I don't know what happened to the end of that then. That's all you're going to get from me really, Halloween-y. That's about in how much you're going to get into the spirit of things. Right there, no more. Yeah, with my not scary sort of laugh thing. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I fuck? You really don't believe in them at all? No. I'd like to say that I do, but I don't. Why? Explain why you don't believe in because them. Because it's just a in my mind, a bit of a fantasist sort of thing. Um, you want to believe that they're there because there have been people who've been on this earth and gone, but it's not. It's just a fading light which has died. It's a good body. point because, like, where's all the, you know, hundreds of millions and billions of people that have lived and died? Where are all their ghosts? Or is it under certain circumstances that the yeah, ghost appears? It seems to be, doesn't it, for some reason? It's just convenient for the people who are e- either... Uh, um, you know, who see it or, or you know, whatever. It's, I mean, it's just convenient for them to see it. It could be that they've been um, traumatised because someone's died in their family and they think they've seen something okay. because, you know, their brain's not right at the just moment. trying to process it. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Find um, closure. Or you have you have um, these TV shows where they go, what's that noise? Yeah. All the time. Like the like, orbs, when people see orbs. Isn't that just dust? A bit of dust with the light. Dust, anyone? No. <laughs> but yeah. I'm pretty sure orbs are just dust. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, I suppose... It'd be good if they, it was real. I'd like it. It'd be wicked. You'd just go and talk to someone, wouldn't you? You'd just go somewhere and go, I know that, I don't know, King Arthur died here, even though he's not real, apparently. And, uh, you know, you can go, Oi, Arthur. And you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're still the king? Yeah. Good. Well done. You're not really, though, are you? Because you're dead. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. You're just nothing. You're a figment of my imagination. I'm going to drink this beer and laugh at you because you can't drink it. So you think if you saw something, you would be- give it any more credence then? Um, Yeah, but you'd have to be blatant, like like literally like an alien. Like an alien? Like, um, oh, they're real. I mean, like, like it needs to be completely obvious for me to see. I need to see it for a while, maybe have a little chat with it. Okay. For me to believe it. All right, so if you saw it, because you've got to interact went, with it. Like that went past, I, you know, it could be just my brain fucking with me. Okay, so you want to interact with and it And I need well. to have someone else who can see it and verify it with me. Oh, right, all right. Okay, so like an individual experience that only involves, it's just you on your own, that's not enough? No, not in my eyes. Because Hardcore. Only because I, I, it could be like a moment of madness in your head. It could be, you know, just something going on in your life and you just seem to just switch off and think about something and this thing appears you know what I mean and you think it's a ghost like a hallucination yeah yeah okay so do you think do you think people experience things yeah I've got no doubt on that right. I think um, I think I think people can um, 
feel things possibly. Um, maybe it's to do with the area they're in because a lot of the time when they're doing things, you know what I mean, it's not uh, the right, you know, it's not their environment, so they, they feel different. So, so that kind of, um, you get a, a bit of an emotional um, distress from it. Do you so know what I mean? Because you, you're, what you're saying is then, so like if you're in like a 15th century country manor at four o'clock in the morning, you're going to be a little bit more spooked than normal because you're so. in a 15th century country manor at four o'clock in the morning yeah, looking minus, for ghosts. Minus five and you're in the basement. Yeah. Where there's water, like up to your knees. You're gonna you're gonna be a bit you know, a bit on edge. Have you heard of have you heard of the stone tape theory? I think we spoke about it before. Um we have, but I can't remember what it was. It's the idea that like in certain circumstances, like high emotional states can like leave a an Im- an imprint of like traumatic events into the fabric of a building. I've re- I was reading like mostly it's hi- these things occur around like high granite concentrations of rock. So it's like it's people are seeing stuff, but it's more like a a, t- a tape recording, a natural recording that actually replays itself back under certain circumstances. And you just got to be there, like I don't know when there's a thunderstorm happening. Because mm. I was there was a ra- like a, a radio program a few years ago. I can't remember what it was, and I put looking for it because I can't remember. But there was like a, a politi- like a lord, like a politician type guy, and it was about ghosts. And he was. There were a few people there saying they believe and a few that don't. There's some people that experienced them that hadn't. And he said, listen, in my country manner, as as you would do if you're like Lord Fauntleroy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He said the top Lord, floor. Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> the top floor. What was he invent? The font. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first man who wrote something. Roman. <laughs> New Times Roman, yeah. He says he, him and his family here regularly like piano playing and they've even seen the apparition of a woman moving about on the top floor of the house. But it's like from the top half of her body, there's nothing below her waist. And he says, I don't believe in ghosts at all. And they're like, but you're seeing them. That's what everyone would say. How can you deny their reality if you're seeing it? And he says, you can't interact with it. So I went up to it. I looked at it. I've gone, can you hear me? Can you see me? And it, it's, he said, it's not there. It's a replay. Okay. I so that was quite an interesting. Okay. So he didn't still see don't believe it. No, I don't. But I mean, so he, he didn't see it as a ghost. He saw it as something in the past, which is for somehow blipped up. Yeah, he said okay. it was it was real, but it wasn't a dead woman. It was, it was a replay of something that somebody like, did, like, like, like a projector of something, just a hologram onto the wall. We did that last sort week or whatever, like a three dimensional one. That and the reason why it was like only half, like from the top half up, um, and not a bottom half, is because the house had been altered or something. Like okay. that part of her was below the floor. Oh right, okay. So she was like like body legless or something, or but she wasn't. But yeah, it, yeah, it's but she's not there anymore. Yeah, okay. That's why you couldn't see it. Yeah, in my mind, I don't believe that either. But you know, I I, t- I still want to go on one of these things because you know it's it you know I might end up seeing something, but it might I still only believe it's in probably in my own head that I see it because you kind of build up a scenario around it, don't you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it could be in a good way or a bad way, but. You kind of got to have a history of what the building is or what the place is, and I think sometimes you, you know you, you children do it, don't they? They see like ghosts, well not ghosts, like monster things under the bed and all that. You know what I mean? It's just an adult version of that in my mind. Well, if you want to go on a ghost hunt, there's a story we have later on coming up from a listener, which would be, I think, an ideal place for us to visit. Okay, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. So I was looking about what science says regarding <coughs> ghosts. Okay. And Brian Cox, who we all know and love, esteemed physicist, says if ghosts existed, the Large Hadron Collider would have found them by now. 
Okay. He says that the particle collider proves that ghosts don't exist because it's never detected anything that could carry information about us after death. So this thing's looking at, you know, subatomic scale. Yeah, he's talking about atoms and, you know what I mean, and all that, so he can't see anything which is linked to that. He said essentially no ghost particles have been found. He reckons it's some sort of pattern that carries information about our living cells persists after we die, i.e. like the image of a ghost... Because if you die and then I see you six months later, there's a, a pattern that exists in physics of you. Then he said, we, we've got to precisely say what medium would carry that pattern and how it interacts with the matter of which our bodies are made. Is it other words, in other words, we've got to invent an extension to the standard model of particle physics that has escaped detection at the Large Hadron Collider. It's almost inconce- inconceivable that that's happened. Okay, so so I'm, let me guess, Brian Cox believes. <laughs> Is it, well, in other words... <laughs> no, yeah, it's, like, it's got to be something... CERN has disproved the existence of ghosts. That's what he's saying, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, will people come back and say, well, you can't say that because it's supernatural, which, you know, but or does, does that mean anything? No. In my mind, if you've got something which is spinning particles around at, like, like was it, fucking light speed near enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure something like that would probably be able to clock something. Yeah, you, you know think. What I mean? So, yeah. not, what do we know? We're not scientists. What the fucking scientists know? Exactly, yeah. You know, they're always wrong. They're always changing stuff, though. They are. I'm not saying that... You well, know. that's science, isn't it? Yeah. Come up with the theory. So maybe maybe it. it could be proved that it's real. Maybe. Yeah. He obviously hasn't heard some of these stories that we're going to go through now. Okay. First one is from Louise Rackley. Okay. The Rack Inspector. The Rack Inspector, yeah. Okay. And she said, um, I've got a weird story my mum told me. Uh, when I was a little girl, like three or something, I had an imaginary friend called Sarah Payne, who I used to play with. Is that uh, the one who died? Apparently, one day I cried to my mum because I couldn't find her anywhere. And my mum just thought I was weird. But about a week later, they found the body of a young girl called Sarah Payne in a field. And it really freaked her out. It didn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, man. It's a little bit freaky. It is a bit freaky, that. I'm not going to lie. She reckons that might have been a coincidence, but incidentally... It probably is. It probably is the biggest coincidence ever, but, you know. Incidentally, in case people aren't familiar, there was an eight-year-old girl called Sarah Payne who got abducted and murdered in England in the year 2000. I think it was July. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did they they catch the bloke? The bloke's in jail, isn't he? But but they haven't found the body, have they? Yeah, they found her in a field. I I thought, no, when they... Was it? You're thinking when they look in his else. garage or something, or was that someone else? I'm thinking of. I think I know who you're on about, but I think that was in Wales. Because it was a load of bu- bullshit, wasn't it? In the end, or something like he's, he's obviously done it, but he's obviously just yes, sent him on a wild no goo- yeah, goose yeah, chase, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Sorry, so that's the fucking person. weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, that is really weird. So she sees dead people when they're alive, but then when they're not there, and then they're dead, and she can't see them. So was was Sarah Payne trying to communicate with Louise Wackley? Um, but she was alive, though, wasn't she, at the time that she knew Sarah Payne? Maybe it was like some form of, you know, telepathy. And we've been and talking about ghosts, we might as well say. <laughs> May as well, Could have yeah. been fairy dust. Might have been. May as well have been fairy dust. That's creepy, though. So if Louise isn't bullshitting us and making up a story for our Halloween special... Yeah, Louise. Imagine what our mum thinks. She's like, <laughs> fucking hell. My yeah. daughter's crazy. She's or, like... Some sort of like, you know, uh, what they call those people when they go, um, is there a John in the audience? Maybe she should be one of those. <laughs> yeah. What they're called? A bullshitter. Yeah, yeah. Is there, is, does someone know a John or has ever heard of a John? Yes. Have you, is anyone related to a John? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's you then. Well, let's talk to you and like, take the piss. So I've got another one from James here. Um, feel free to jump in whenever you like, Rob. So this happened when I was at high school, and I remember it so vividly because it scared the shit out of me, and it still does. I was playing Call of Duty for hours in my living room, totally yeah. alone in the house. Right. I was totally focused on the game when all of a sudden my brother is talking to me, and I start casually responding. He said I was shit at the game. We talked about the football match that occurred the day before. Just small talk. And he said, don't forget, there was nobody else in the house. Yeah. He said, I never bothered to look back into the kitchen towards my brother. I was just facing the TV the whole time. We had a good 20-minute conversation. I asked my brother where my mum was. And as soon as I asked, I turned around to look at him. And I was confused for a second because I thought he'd gone upstairs. So I just turned back to the computer and carried on playing. Mm -hmm. Seconds later, the front door opens and both my brother and my mother walk into the house. Oh, okay. He said, I was so scared. I dropped the control and I looked at them in shock. I asked my brother, were you just here? And obviously he said, no. He said, what scares me the most is that I legit had a conversation for 20 minutes with something that wasn't my brother. We've... we've yeah, did it, did it sound like... I'm intrigued to know if it sounded like his brother. It must have, because yes. it's not going to sound like this, is it? And then go, well, who the fuck is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It sounded like his brother. It was, in, it was like an exact replica of his brother. He said it legitimately made him a different person from that day on. So does that mean... But that's not a ghost, though, is it, either? Because well, what is it, then? Because it can't be because he's alive. Oh, Isn't yeah. that the definition of a ghost? Like, it's got to be know. a dead person. Okay, yeah. I think. Oh, so is that like an evil spirit? Is that like you know you have you see the movies when they've got like an angel on one shoulder when they're thinking about doing something and the devil on the other one they go go on just do it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah it's like that maybe who knows that's weird yeah it's a bit strange that one or you're having some mad psychotic break yeah did, did, the, did the ease hit you hard and yeah you just, instead of dancing you seeing your brother maybe, while playing man. Call of Duty or were you passed out who knows or was it just, just a mad it dream it could have been a mad dream maybe he was playing Call of Duty. And he fell asleep and he thought he had, was having a conversation with his brother while playing Call of Duty because the noise was going on in the background. Maybe. Who knows? Weird though, isn't it? Not me. I don't know. I've never had anything like that before. That's pretty fucking weird. Um, I've, I've, I think I've, I've heard, I feel like I've heard like either you or dad speaking when I've been at the house and that, they haven't been. Really? You know what I mean? When you're not in. But that, that also, I don't believe that. I, I still just shrug it off, flick my shoulders and go, oh, well. You mm. know what I mean? Because I just think maybe I've just said, said something and thought I've got a reply. Yeah, like you could have heard it, but it's like in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a telly upstairs, which you know, which is on, and it's got you know a sound which vaguely represents you know someone that you know, and it just sounds like it. I know that's different because that's having a conversation for twenty minutes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've heard voices in my head that I've I've not been or like did any he have thought pattern or did he not realise? But he had one of those headsets on and he was talking That's to him wirelessly <laughs> while he was in the car. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, good. This like one's it. from Stephen Dransfield. Um, quite short, a couple that are quite short, but they're good. He said, "Me and the missus." Were in, I'm saying missus because he said I'm not being. You know, that's just his words, not mine. Yes. Me and the missus were in bed and I had to get up to sort my son out as he was only young at the time. As I got to the top of the stairs, all of a sudden, I heard a voice coming from the bottom. I looked at our lass and asked her what she said, and she said it wasn't her, but she'd also heard it. He said the hairs on the back of his neck stood up, and he said he went downstairs in the dark because the light switches at the bottom of the stairs. He searched the whole house, and there was nobody there. <laughs> what are you saying about that, Rob? Um, Is that Rob's critical insight? It could have been someone outside. Just went, ah, da, da, ba, da, ba, like that. 
and, and sounded like someone and uh, you know just walked past pissed maybe you never know the thing is it's easy to to come up with some sort of explanation of what this could have been but you've got to be the person who's experiencing you've got, it you've got to be there because to, they can to, go no it didn't come from outside it was at the bottom of the stairs I'm definitely, telling you yeah, yeah. definitely at the bottom of the stairs or whatever it seems like the, the, the person that the experiencer is crucial to uh, to the account in yeah. all of these in all you've of these got, cases. that's just what I mean you've got to I know it's like being super like technical as well. I mean, you got like I say, I, I feel like I'd need someone with me to experience the same thing. I need to have a full-on conversation, like you were saying with the other one, or something, you know, where it's inter- interacting with you mm. and someone else is seeing it, and maybe getting it recorded. Yeah, for it to maybe think, maybe think, mm, there's something there. But I, I, I mean, what, why wouldn't ghosts? If if you know, they, they why do they keep hiding mysteriously? Yeah. Why haven't we been able to prove them? They could have been used. They could be useful for us, mm, and we could be, be useful to them. Invisibility cloaks, yeah, disembodied voices that'd be very useful for spies. You just find Einstein and go sort this out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This maths equation here. Can you sort this out? He could do. He also he said he he um he had another uh, sort of a few few lines here where he said that he'd had um, some mates around on a Saturday night for a few drinks, and a picture came off like flew off the wall, landed in the middle of the the floor. And he tried to put pictures back on in that particular place. No matter what pictures he put on, they always come back off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a load of... Uh... <laughs> I told you I was going to take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> now, m- maybe there was someone behind the wall hitting the wall with a hammer. Every time you put something on, he's going, shut the fuck up. You goddamn sceptic. Yeah, maybe it was your neighbours pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Just just hitting the wall and something's making a noise. You're putting it back up and it's poof. Back down again. Could have been your pumping bass line coming out your speakers at your party. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. Could be the low bass. Who knows? So this one here is from Kevin, but that's not his real name. Oh, right, so this person is keeping himself under a under a scope because he's well, frightened convers- that the ghost is going to get him. No, well, this is not really. No, it's uh, more like... Um, uh, he doesn't... He, he doesn't get in trouble with people. authority. Maybe. Oh, right, okay. I'm not sure. He's a... Kevin, as we'll call him... Is a former Navy dude. Yeah. And he wasn't sure whether, like, he should be saying the stuff that he was saying. Right, okay. So I was like, all right, I'll just make up a name. He sent two stories in, one ghost one, and the other one, I suppose you could call it, like... um, Snuff movie? Yeah. (laughs) Murder? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Straight off the bat. That's why he was hiding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, a UFO or... Um, USO, like unidentified submerged object okay. stories. He said, we were at sea doing fast and deep transits through the Atlantic Ocean and we heard a noise through the hull of the sub. Mm. He said, it wasn't man-made or of any bioacoustics ever recorded. Like, So he's sort of like, you know, it's not whales or dolphins or anything like that. They estimate whatever it was that was making the noise was in excess of 200 metres in lengths. Right, lengths. That's what I said, and uh, I can do words. There's mo- there's more than one. <laughs> yeah, he said that the tapes of the of the recordings and all that, like you know, the radar, sonar, data, whatever, was taken taken off the boat and by mysterious men in black. I just added that in when um, when they got back to port. And he said there's been quite a few occurrences of when something big has been picked up on radar so and, in and in the sub y- or outs- outside yeah, of the right, sub. Okay, got you. Something 200 meters long was near the sub. Right. Okay. A right. whale. 200 metres long. You never know. It well, could, there, could, there could be whales in the Congo. It could be. So, it's, so it feels like one animal. But it could be. It, I actually asked him what it what it was. Well, I'll, I'll get that. The whale so. centipede. He said um, there's been multiple times where things have been picked up on sonar and rapidly fucked off 
down into the ocean to depths which subs can't reach and actually quicker than any subs can travel. So it's like a a, a whistleblower. We've got our own sort of <gasps> our dun, own dun, navy dun. whistle. Yeah, I like it. And he said, there's a reason we don't explore the oceans more. We know what's down there and we want to stay the fuck away. So obviously at that point I was like, well, what's down there? Yeah, you yeah. sound like you know what you're talking about then. And uh, he said something very big, whether it's leftover from the dinosaurs or an alien spaceship. I like it. So it's like prehistoric to like to um, something which is super high tech. Yeah, man. Well, I can't see why prehistoric things, you know, all died off. Well, I mean, I know loads of things didn't on land, but I mean, it, especially in sea, deep sea, it doesn't really affect them. What happened? It just it, I don't the, know. Didn't might it might taste the water, taste a bit ashy. The water didn't it? When it's when a rock slammed into the earth and well, it's going to affect essentially nuclear winter for millions of years and the yeah, ecosystem but of the planet was destroyed. If, if they're deep sea already, though, it's probably pretty cool and pretty secluded to everything else anyway. Maybe insulated. Yeah, it's insulated. They don't need air. Well, they do. But what I mean is they don't need to come up for air because it's kind of just the way they are. And like, and like the animals on the earth who are going, <coughs> I'm just breathing ash in for like years until we die. And everything's dying. All the food is dying. It's not good. I thought it was a good story, that. Yeah? It was I good. It was a good story. And he also had a weird ghost encounter. This happened in HMNB, which is Her Majesty's Naval Base, Devonport. He said there was an old school building used for hanging deserters and wrongdoers, and it used to be part of a museum. Uh, it was at the far end of the rope shed where they uh, made ropes for the ships. Back in the day, there was a room on the second floor with a beam running across it and a trapdoor underneath where deserters would be hung from the neck until dead, which is ah. quite dramatic. He said there was also a singular prison cell, not much bigger than six foot square with thick iron right. bars where the yep. prisoners would be hold, held prior to their execution. That's a hell of a... A contemplation room, isn't it? Well, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you've <laughs> known it for a while, you know. You know what I mean? It's not like they've just grabbed you and gone, we're doing it now. You know what I mean? They have, but what I mean is they've you've known for months most of the time. Well, if you're a deserter, you know what's coming if you get caught. Yeah, if, if yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you're fucked, aren't you? be horrible, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, just got to go, it only lasts a few seconds. If you, you do it right, yeah. If you do it right, that's what I mean. It's the, it's the build, like things like that. Are the, it's the build up to the um, to the execution, which I think are probably worse than the actual act of being killed, because you're not going to feel that if it's done correctly. In you know, in the, in the instance of a hanging, if you're going to be tortured to death, then obviously that's worse. <laughs> if you're going to be, if you're going to be hung, it's it's over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's then the hours beforehand, we're like, fuck. It's happening. It's going to happen, yeah. It's happening. He said, anyway, uh, as part of my duties when working at the museum, we had to clean this place out. And on the way back through one night, whilst walking through the rope shed, which was a 100-metre-long building, we could hear shouts and screams coming from the second floor. Yeah. So obviously you've got to go and check that out. He said, as we opened the the hanging room door, the scream stopped, which is pretty fucking creepy because you you know what that room is. The hanging room, the screaming noises. Yeah, he said, bearing in mind, we made sure the trapdoor was secured and bolted shut and locked prior to leaving. As we closed the door, we heard the screams again, but they were more muffled and like they heard like a big thunk sound mm-hmm. as if like someone's been hung, like a trapdoor has been dropped or something yeah. like that. He said, confused as fuck, we opened the door to see the trapdoor wide open and dangling despite us having just securely put it in place just moments before. Well, I would have gone to the nearest petrol station, bought some petrol, got some matches and just gone, right, try this, shut that in and go, you're going to be crying now. <laughs> you might enrage the spirits, Rob. Well, it's, you know, 
No, 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 I wouldn't be happy with that shit happening. No, neither would I. So I'd just burn it down. It's weird, because he did say that he'd spoke to the old boys that worked at the um, uh, at the, at the, uh, the museum, and they were like, yeah, that just happens quite regularly. And laughed, apparently. Film it. Yeah. It happens regularly. Why does why does why is there like never much footage like proper footage which is clearly not being like edited of ghosts and stuff? Anyway, well put, the thing put is, put a camera in there. Just put like a security camera in there and like you know, I well, don't know. Well, maybe there has been good footage recorded, and then as soon as you see it, people we are dismiss like, ah, that's it. Fake, maybe, but because like if it's shit, if it's obviously fake, you call it fake. If you can't, if it's work too it out, good, it's fake. It, oh, that's just too good. It must be fake. Mm. I suppose, but it's, you know, I don't know. I just think you've got to be there personally, um, and like, like I say, with all the, I need all those sort of people to verify it. Guinness Book of Records people there as well, or something. Can you just class this as the first proper meeting with a ghost? Yep, yep. Okay, ghosts are real. <laughs> Tick, fuck you, Brian. Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your large hadron collider. Yes, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records, and no one's going to beat it. The first person to ever contact with ghosts. But if you're a religious person, you believe it anyway. By proxy, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that means because ghosts walk around all the time. So if you, if if you, you believe, really it's funny that, isn't it? If, if you, you don't believe, yeah. if you don't believe in God, right? They suddenly they don't exist. But if you do, they're, they're everywhere. Apparently, if you're religious and don't believe in ghosts, I have a word. I mean, would it be crowded? I mean, if you could, if if everyone who died was a ghost, still, you know, would you? If you walked outside, you go fucking hell. You, you know, there's like millions of ghosts just like going fucking it's cramp, cramped out here. We need to invent something to get rid of these people. You just like push the boundaries of heaven a bit wider, please, guys, because yeah. we're all crammed in here. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. I've got another one here from Matt. He said, I lived in an old-ass house next door to a pub when I was a kid. One night when I was about three, I asked to sleep downstairs on the sofa, which I did. I woke up at about 3 a.m. screaming because I saw a ghost at the end of a single seat, which was next to the end of the sofa I was sleeping on. Mm. It was a pig... In a suit of armour. Pig in a suit of armour. Cool. Go, that's going down on the dead. Yeah, I'm really. going to attempt a, a drawing a pig in a suit of armour. I don't even know how to do that yet, but I'm going to... He, uh, he was screaming, obviously. He said, um, my mum was worried I was going to wake my dad up, so she shut me up. I grew up just thinking, I kind of assumed that it was, you know, a fake, and like a figment of his imagination. Uh, and he was he was just a kid and was just was just scared. But now he says, uh, I'm not sure, maybe I have seen something. I think I think my mum believed me. And who's to say that I didn't see something? And as an adult, I've just shut my mind off to accepting these things. It's pretty radical. I mean, I mean, if you want to, you know, be no, notice something, a pig in a, in a you know, a suit of armour is pretty, you're not going to forget that. You're not going to walk past that and go, um, did, did anyone just see that? You know, it's not like walking past someone on the street. You're not going to, do you remember that man, you know, two weeks ago? The red T-shirt he walked past. Yeah, if you saw a pig in a in a suit, you know what I mean. You you remember that? Reckon, no doubt about that. I think Matt, I reckon um, Matt's mom like uh, spiked his drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's tripping. Just, yeah, just filled it with fucking ease or something. So this one's from Paula Wilkinson, right? Okay. And this is the one I was saying at the beginning. She she and three mates stayed at the house where the black monk of Pontefract haunting went down. Yeah. Thirty East Drive. She actually stayed there on Monday. Right. So it's like a few days ago. So oh, right. I thought you meant uh, like just on a Monday. Like I was expecting no, to no, know like what that means. But Five days ago. <laughs> right, okay, okay. She yeah. gives a quick summary here. She said, four of us stopped over at East Drive on Monday night. Myself, Abby, Louise and Tracy. 
We hadn't done any digging about the house as we didn't want to have any preconceived ideas, which is smart, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I think that's a good idea because then at least you're getting a, you know, you might get a, a joint view on what's happening. Yeah. Or you might not, but... We arrived at six. Carol, the next door neighbour, had the key and told us about Emma, the spirit girl that floated between her house and East Drive. <laughs> the spirit girl? You're not even in the house, man. And there's people going on about ghosts already. Money, cash, money, cash. <laughs> Hose. How much How much did you pay to get into this? 69 quid a night because That's she okay, sent us the actually. details because we're going to have to go there, I think. That's all right, actually. I was expecting them to say like 200 quid and you're just staying in a council dude. house somewhere, you know what I mean, for a night, but... Uh, that's all right. Carol also said, uh, told him like about little bits and pieces around the house. She said the door handle in the small bedroom sometimes wouldn't open, um, but she took a lot of this with a pinch of salt. So she was warned by Carol, always keep the uh, keep water in the kettle and don't leave it plugged into the wall because it boils and boils dry even when not plugged in. To always have it full. Always have it full and unplugged when you're not using it because it's just going to randomly start boiling. Why don't you just leave it unplugged? Yeah, it boils, even when it's unplugged. It's cool. a ghost. It's well, boiling the kettle. I'll tell you what you do. It's simple things that we'll just keep telling people because everyone's going to forget. Get rid of the kettle. No, it's part, you want it to boil. If someone says that to me, I'm I'm going to go and stare at that kettle. <laughs> All night, 24 hours. What boil. I spent 69 quid to stare at a kettle. <laughs> she said, we made our way to the house and let ourselves in, which is a quite unremarkable ex-council house. We took a tour of the house and it's filled with items that fit the date when the film, which is called When the Lights Went Out, was made. Like little tiny, like, creepy-ass marble dolls lying yeah, yeah. around. Just stuff to creep you out, I suppose. Um, Sorry, everyone. That was me punching the mic, not a ghost. No, I think it was a, that was a part of guys. <laughs> <laughs> We were only brave enough to stay in the front room and all the lights had to be on all the time. We went to the loo in twos and we didn't dare go upstairs. What was if we needed to go and have a big fat shit? That's a good point. Do you know, I had a massive one this morning. <laughs> right, and it, it didn't stop. It was one of these. I, I sat there and I was going, okay, okay, okay. There's like a third round going on here. So, you know, when you, you sometimes you can get a second round. Yeah. It's like a third round. It was worse than the first two. It was like, this. this is different league. This is... Anyway, <laughs> sorry, just as you said that, it just reminded me of my poo this morning. Oh, well, you know. As you do. You've got to tell thousands of people, why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, you got to. So we all settled down for the night, and that's when things started to happen. We grabbed a bit of sleep here and there, and most of the activity we noticed was in the kitchen. We unplugged the kettle, we're not using it, and Abby heard it boil twice whilst we were sleeping. She also heard two bangs and rustles in the... Uh, two bags, sorry, rustling in the kitchen, and that's when she woke everybody up. I said Louise was woken by a growling sound and she also found scratches on her tummy which disappeared when she got home and she said I'll include some of the pictures because she sent this like a, like on an email I think it was and uh, yeah they, you can clearly see scratches I'll, okay. show, I'll show them in a minute I'll, maybe I'll speak to Paula and I'll see if she wants us to put these pictures up because it'd be pretty cool t- for you all to see yeah yeah okay yeah Okay. Um, so we were all awake at this point. Both Lou and I saw a bag handle move very slowly and deliberately up and down. And she's attached a picture of that. It's like a, you know, like a, lev- a leather holdall. Yeah. It's like a bit, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. a carrier yeah, bag. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like um, it's like a, a, a night bag, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You have it on, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be something that a, a breeze will move around. Paula then said, um, she went on to say that, she saw a large shadow going across the glass partition doors that go from the front room to the kitchen. Mm. And lastly, we heard what can only be described as a thud on the floor next to Tracy's chair. And Tracy actually felt it and said it was like somebody was banging 
like a wooden staff on the floor next to her. Okay. So it was like, a, okay, it wasn't, like, so like a wooden thing or something hitting the floor. She said, I know it doesn't sound a lot or too drastic, but trust me, I'm not going to go back and do anything like that. Any The thing is, if that occurs, if something like that happens, it doesn't matter how small it sounds. If that happened to you, you'd be thinking, what the fuck? But yeah, I mean, can we record, can you record all this stuff while you're there? Is there yeah. some rule where you can't or? No, just do it. Because... The kettle boiling, I'd definitely be recording that. Yeah, I'd put a camera right next to it. I'd be like emptying it out and like taking it apart and then putting it back together again. And then going, look, there ain't no automatic like. Bring my own kettle. Nuclear thing in it. The thing Bring is. Bring my I, own kettle. The thing is, yeah, I that's a good idea. Bring your own kettle, fill it up and see if it starts boiling. Is it like a trick kettle? Yeah. Battery powered? Yeah. Or see maybe, I mean? because this is like one of the most famous, most haunted places in England and. You know, film has been made about it. And it is just on a road on a council estate in Pontefract. Maybe, maybe people are just fucking with you. Because if that was my next door neighbour's, like, abandoned house that people would go in and spend the night, I would have so much fun at the weekend. Especially if you knew there's this, if it's been rented out, like, B-Air-N-B, or whatever it's called. What's it called? B-M-B. No. <laughs> Airbnb. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know what I mean? And you would, wouldn't you? You definitely fuck with people. I had to stand in the garden, start pollock naked with a, like a sword. <laughs> just stand there for hours and just see what happens. <laughs> you, well, exactly, mate. You can do anything you like. So that's like a haunted house, yeah? Mm. Can you? Can any ob- object become haunted? Can you get like a haunted spoon? That's a good point, actually. But does that mean you see it, but you can't like they can't hit you with it? So okay. you know when people hit people with spoons and it hurts? So if you were talking to a ghost and it went, I'm going to get you, it wouldn't hurt you? Would well, it? I mean, like, like a house seems to be... Like a haunted house is like is it, is it like a spirit of something living in the fabric of the house? So that therefore the house is haunted and doors can open, kettles can boil, you know, floors can bang. Can you get like a haunted baguette or something like that? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like a physical object that's got like. Imagine a, if all food becomes haunted maybe as soon that's as what you the eat it. Shits are. Oh, my fucking yeah, sausage yeah. rolls haunted. <laughs> it's just, it's coming out and it's it's, it's like um. Yeah, imagine if anything you ate was like could turn into a ghost. So like a parnip, a parnip, a parnip, a parsnip, a parnip. I'm not even drinking. Don't we not? No, that's, I can't even speak. You know, I need drink to keep me to make me speak. A parnip, yeah, a parnip. I'm gonna call it. You so if you ate a parnip, right? You know, <laughs> would it? Does that mean it could be a ghost? Does that mean it come back and fucking hell? Yeah, just, Jesus you, Christ! Why like, did you eat me? You get like a haunted shit. I was fine in the dirt. And then some cunt pulled me up and I got tortured and I got my skin peeled off. And then I was boiled. Then I was put in an oven. And then you ate me. And now you're surprised I'm haunting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's what yeah. parnips do. Yeah, parnips do this. All right. So I think we should go there with John. What? To parnips? <laughs> no, no, to Pontefract. Yeah. We've got to do something with John. He, he, was, he was talking about the um, canic thing. Yeah, I know. Um, I, mean, I, I said to Callum as well that we sh- that he'll come along with us. But we cool. didn't go to that. So I think if we go up there... It's only like an hour and a half, two hours at the road. Yeah, I, I think, think that'd be cool. Me, you, John, and Callum go up there, spend the night. Yeah, was it was it the the no-eyed woman of Canuck or something? The, I don't know. The, bla- uh, the black eyed, so, yeah, black eyed peas of Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> Canuck Chase is a paranormal hotspot and supernatural <laughs> melting pot, mate. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's a big place. Interman- interdimensional doorways, UFOs, the black eyed children. John was telling me about the the, the like the German graves. They've got like new ones that they've done to remember them, and they've got the, the ones which are actually where they are still. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Talking to cool. John, we've got a, a message to pay off him. Oh, have we? 
Let's okay. get it on. All right, boys. How you doing, Tom? Rob? How you doing, boys? All right. Anyway, you know I'm very sceptical and I've been this paranormal investigating now for three and a half years or whatever. Um, and there's... The way I see it, 95% of the paranormal world is all bullshit, but there's 5% what you need to worry about. Now, I have witnessed 5% on a few occasions, and it is one of them. I was at Guyscliff Mansion, and I uh, was doing this, like, glass, kind of, this glass work with a, a glass, as it's called, uh, glass work with glass. divination. And we was in this meeting room, little boardroom. It's evil as fuck in there. And there's a stairs going up and the stairs going down. And the spiral staircase upstairs leads to a chapel. And there was definitely no one up there because it was three in the morning. And I heard footsteps upstairs. So I took this guy who was very sceptical as well. We went up there to go and have a look, see if there's anybody there. And there was two doors. One led to a little bell tower and one led to the chapel. So we went into the bell tower one. And there was three chairs on the right-hand side. And we went into the, uh, the chapel, torches on, done a little call out. Now, fucker there, as you probably know. And as we went to go out through the door we came in at the bell tower, two of the chairs were put in front of the door. And there is no way I'd done it. And obviously, I know I didn't do it. And the other guy didn't do it because he swears blind that he never done it. So we have not got a clue why them chairs were put there. We had to move them out of the way to get back out. And I told everybody downstairs. And it was just weird as fuck. And that's one thing I can't explain. So that's one five percent um, I can't explain. Um, so... There you go. Cheers, boys. Nice. Haunted chairs. Haunted chairs. Well, we've seen them, you know, crawl across floors. Seen what crawl across floors? Chairs in videos. There's no oh, string yeah, attached, yeah. obviously. I no saw, way. I heard a chair fall over once. As well. I had one fall on my, on my toe. My toenail fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Did your toenail get haunted? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I haunted that chair. I broke it up after. See, see, the thing is, that that's pretty cool, that, that um, what John just said, because... I quite like to see something like that. It's not too scary, but it makes you go, what the fuck? Yeah, is well, how, how did that happen? Why Why and how did that happen? But the thing is, his paranormal research group is called Paralytic Activity, right? So it's, was it possible that you were pissed up and put it there and forgot that you put it there? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should get John on again with the Paralytic... Um, um, what is it called? Paralytic pa- Activity? Yeah, yeah. 30 East Drive, we go to Pontefract, mate, and yeah. go in the Black Monk's house. Yeah, yeah. Me, w- you, John Callum, spend the night there. And we can just watch a kettle boil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just work out why it's boiling with no plug. You never know what happened. We might get the first true evidence of a, of a ghost. I might just stand out the front, and start biting naked with a sword, like I said. <laughs> but the problem is, you know it's me. Yeah, you're not going to blag anyone. Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Rob. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't think about this. Should we take a break Let's and then it. come back? And I think we've got some more voicemails and then a few more stories. Okay. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Do you know what? I kind of agree with him in a way. 
because it's you know I d- I don't believe in ghosts so yeah it's it's a bit of a weird one but it's a Halloween special. <laughs> you say that we haven't stayed at Thirty East Drive yet, but you know we've, we've still terrified them all and killed them all. So you know. So that's Sean's take on uh, from from Carousel Sniper Victim. That's his take. Yeah. On uh, on ghosts. I'm kind of up his street on that one. Right. Okay. Okay. We have another another story now that I'm going to play. It's actually a video uh, which will make more sense to Rob for the delays and the whoops that comes into it uh, when we play it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my ghost story, and I don't even believe in ghosts. Oh, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> but, um, okay, so there's this old, decrepit-ass man, and, like, I've seen him, like, five times, like, out of the corner of my eye, or, like, I'll be driving, and he's, like, in my back seat. Or I'll look over and he's like sitting right next to me. It's so scary. He's like 95 years old and just like, like, oh, it's so creepy. And like, I don't believe in ghosts. So basically, I'm just nuts. Okay, love you guys. Robots is the best. And yeah, Rob, I'm not annoying. So F you. Just kidding. <laughs> You're the best. Bye. So that that was Lily. Yeah, yeah. Recounting her decrepit old man encounter. Yeah, well, you know. Old people, they get everywhere. Forget the story. The reason why she said whoops halfway through that is because her boobs nearly fell out of her top. I know. I think it was done on purpose, to be I honest. I think it was, Lily. <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to let them flap out, you got to let them flap out. Do it naturally. Oh, natural. We don't mind. No. We um, don't mind. Yeah, well, I mean, like a peripheral vision sort of thing. So, like, there's uh, an old fella, like, in the corner of her eye. Yeah. Hmm... Yeah, I see things out the corner of my eye sometimes. But then when you turn around, they're gone, aren't they? Yeah, but you ever get like that, but when, and then just keep your eyes focused in one, in what like straight ahead of you, and then the object or the thing no. that you're seeing, you just try and work out what it is. No, because I'm not that clever, you see. <laughs> so what I do, what I do is if I see it, I go, if I see something, I'll go and look across, and it's not there, and I'm going, oh, it's just my brain, basically making shit up. Or is it? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, it's my brain. Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think you're a bit crazy, Lily. And also, I am a yeah, I am a dick as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. And Rob does find you annoying as well. So yeah, don't put that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Only messing. He's not. I'm not. <laughs> or is he? Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Lily. That was good. So this one's from Claire. She said, um, "So I got married five years ago. Back then." My husband and I were extremely tight on money, so much so that we didn't have plans for a honeymoon because we couldn't afford it. So we had our wedding as a gift and a family friend gave us the opportunity to stay a few nights in the 16th century cottage that they owned in a little town near the Yorkshire Moors. We were absolutely delighted and two weeks after our wedding, we drove the two to three hours to the cottage. Was it East Drive? Was it 30 East Drive? That's what I'm saying. Mm, maybe. Was it Pontefract? Pon- get to Pontefract <laughs> and get yourself some cans of lager. <laughs> Sit down outside because you can't drink in the house and watch the monster things fly <laughs> around and the kettle boil. Sorry, that's my really bad impression of someone up north. No worries, lad. Uh, she said, <laughs> the, the cottage was gorgeous, small but cosy, peaceful and welcoming to begin with. She said, my husband swears he's never experienced and felt anything, but I definitely did. We were unpacking the car and I had this weird feeling of being watched. I looked around, but I put it down to the, the cottage next door, like, you know, like neighbours being nosy. You do get that though sometimes, don't you? Like, feel like you're being watched. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually though, to me, when, when I feel like I'm being watched, it's usually when it's really quiet. Or when you're robbing stuff. Yeah, when I'm in the shop, putting stuff in my pockets and there's people <laughs> pointing at me. 
Do you know, there's a shop near me, right? Um, I may, Maybe I've talked about it. I might as well say the shop because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all these stupid rules where you can't do anything to anyone because someone will get sued or you might get what? stabbed. You're saying that? But it's just, I think it's just shit like, rules. Mate. I think it's shit rules. But Waitrose, basically, is people robbing in there all the time. Oh, right? yeah. And they just stand there, watch them. Right, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. can't do anything about it because they, if they either hurt them, they will get sued, or if they get stabbed, the company gets sued and someone dies. You know what I mean? I think there should be a rule where, like, there should be maybe a license that they have a, a security guard or one of the staffs allowed a taser, definitely, and, and just can go, <laughs> and is allowed to allowed to do it if if they're clearly on the rob, which a lot of them are. I mean, they they watch them and they, right, and they look at them, the the, the thieves do right, and they know. Because they've done it so many times there, and they don't do anything. They know that yeah. that they won't stop them. So what they do, they just go. Yeah, I know. I can see. I know you can see me. I'm just going to stick this stake in my pocket and walk out the door. And all you're going to do is watch me walk out the building. So like companies Outrageous. are too scared to do anything now. Yeah, it's too. You much. think people are going on the rob in Saudi Arabia? No, they lose their hands on stuff, don't they? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> random rant there. <laughs> okay, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So she um. So Claire was outside the house and felt um, uneasy, like she was being watched. She said that we'd forgotten to pat some something stupid, probably like milk or tea, which, in my opinion, is not stupid. That's crucial. And so is beer. Um, so her husband went down to the town whilst I stayed in the cottage to unpack and put the kettle on. Don't forget to unplug it. If it's yep, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? She then describes the layout of the cottage. And she said the front door opens into a living room with wooden beams and a log fire. The lounge leads into a small kitchen and the staircase, which leads into the bedrooms, is also in the lounge. It was like a small, creaky, winding staircase. Yeah. At the top of the staircase is the main bedroom my husband and I were staying in. And there's also a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Off leading, um, leading off from the small landing area is another small staircase open to a, an open plan second room with two single beds. This is important so you can get a picture of where most of the experiences occurred. Right, okay. So whilst exploring the cottage alone, I couldn't shake that creepy, uneasing feeling like I wasn't alone. You know that feeling like when there's somebody behind you or following you? She said that constantly. Which right. is a bit creepy. Yeah, you know, like, like it's sometimes like if you're walking through somewhere, at, at, like I get it through here in this middle room. If I'm if I'm coming through here in the dark, sometimes I feel like I need to fucking run like a big pussy. I've I've, <laughs> you go, ah. I've never I've never been like that in the dark. It's usually for me when I'm like doing something like quiet, like like for instance making a cup of tea when I'm not making any noise, and I could be like, what's that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Thinking there's someone behind me or something, but. She said, I was unpacking in the main bedroom when I heard a creak upstairs, like somebody was walking from one end of the room to the other. So that's like a, I think Claire's saying like, it's like a full-on stroll across the room, possibly. Right, That's okay. what it sounds like. And there's no one in. She said, I had the chills. I shut the bedroom door and I carried on unpacking, but there was more creaks. I then felt sure that there was somebody on the other side of the bedroom door that i just closed. I heard nothing and I told myself it was just an old house and that they tend to make noises, which they do. It's a good... Good point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't old, the, the rickety. 16th century is old yeah. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, man. So I, did, I didn't leave the bedroom until my husband got back from the shops. With the booze, hopefully. Yeah, well, well, you know, that's the reason why he went out. Priorities. That night, I was in bed, and I don't usually sleep very well at the best of times. And I, I had this feeling uh, like a, a little unsettled, and I was finding it hard to drop off. I kept hearing noises coming from the cottage next door. Our bed was up against the wall that was shared by the cottage. Next, so it's like uh, you know, it's through that wall. You know, yeah. what I mean? so it's bed to back. So I'm getting back. banged in there. <laughs> 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 I 
I, I, you know what? When I was reading this, I thought I got to that exact point. I thought I know, I know what Rob's going to say <laughs> there. She said the noises were small but frequent. Yeah, yeah, that's just what it sounds like to me. It sounded like wardrobe doors being opened and closed, and people walking around and things being moved about. Okay, usual normal living noises that you'd expect in a bedroom, except this was one o'clock in the morning, which is a bit weird. Yeah, but these people do all sorts of stupid hours. They do, they do, yeah. You hear people vacuuming, like like at two in the morning and stuff, and you're like, what do the you? fuck? Well, wh- next door, when I used to live at Dad's, they did. They used to vacuum like two in the morning. What? Yeah, I know. It's been, what the fuck are you doing? You sure that wasn't a haunted vacuum? Maybe, but I didn't see it, so it's not real, and I didn't have someone to verify it with me, and, you know, so it's it's just someone vacuuming somewhere to me. Maybe. Or a ghost. A ghost! Ghost. So eventually, I fell asleep. The day after was pretty uneventful in regards to the cottage, and we spent most of the day out. That night, bedtime again, and I'm feeling pretty tired, so I fall asleep a little easier. Except this time, I'm woken up in the middle of the night by an absolute feeling of dread. I was under the covers, and it was boiling hot, and I couldn't move. So she couldn't move. So like like a sleep panic, in a way? Sound... No, I don't think so, because you said that... Is it sleep paralysis? Is that something where you wake up in the night and yeah, you're, you're in a complete panic and you can't move and you you can be, either, you know, either hot, cold, sweaty, like, you know, whatever? I have sleep paralysis. I love it. Do you? Yeah, you you, you kind of like, you just can't move. It's completely fucking... You're awake, but your body's asleep. Oh, cool. It's great. Is it actually great? Yeah, I enjoy it. That's right. Because I imagine, like, a lot of the time I hear it's p- people feel like they're trapped, but yeah. Old if you know syndrome. you're going to come out of it, then fine. You do, yeah, sometimes you can get a bit creeped out by it. Sometimes I get frustrated that I can't move, but most of the time I'm like, oh, well, this happens six or seven times a year. Just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you know when you wake up and you've been lying on your arm and it goes dead and you put it on your cock and it feels oh. like someone else's hand. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. <laughs> you see, I have to use two. So it's hard, it's hard to get both your arms numb because it's usually when you're lying on it like that, isn't it? <laughs> So, so she said that uh, yeah, I was uh, I was under the covers. And it was boiling hot and I couldn't move. I was so scared. I felt like I could barely breathe, let alone move. Yeah. Uh, she said it was um, it was like the feeling of pure malevolence, like something evil uh, that I was experiencing. She said like um, it was so hot under the covers. She was sweating and struggling to get a breath. Uh, and she said I've had this feeling before at my childhood home. It's like you wake up and you know that you're not alone and whatever's in the room. He's not nice, and, it, and you know it's almost as if it wants to hurt you or hates you. Mm-hmm. So it d- I think that it could be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're sleeping in someone's bed. That's yeah, why. Maybe, yeah. So I remember trying to wake up my husband, but he's yeah. a deep sleeper, and his, my attempts were futile. I managed to let a bit of air underneath the covers whilst huh? trying to wake up, <laughs> and the air was freezing. I decided I'd just shut my eyes tight as I could and then fall to sleep, which I eventually did. The morning after, I asked my husband if he slept okay and uh, he, he didn't feel anything and he was fine. I told him that I'd felt something in the room that night and he said, he's very scientifically minded and a huge X-Files fan. He likes hearing stories but has never experienced or lends any credence to most of the paranormal stories. I think that's kind of like me. I, I do kind of like listening to it. But the problem is my brain's instantly getting bullshit, bullshit most of the time. Because well, I haven't seen it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not, saying not it's that a fun story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it might be true, but you know, but I don't believe it because it hasn't happened to me. I know that sounds, I don't know if no, that sounds fine. weird or not. but no, yeah, not at all. It's that's normal. The way, that's the way I feel about it all. So I was so afraid to go to bed that night and it was the last night there. So we went out for a really nice meal and I definitely drank more wine than I usually do. Hoping it would just knock me out. Mm-hmm. Smarts. As I was sleeping, or settling into sleep, I heard noises from the next door again, but they seemed to be a bit more lively than they did the night before. 
Swingers party. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there? Was it? Um, what was the trees they put out at the front of the swingers parties? What? There's like a weird, like grassy tree they put out part like a palm bush or something, and it's supposed no to, supposed to signal swingers. Stop pretending you don't know. Well, you know something that we I, don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. No, well, you put the palm tree outside the house. And you know the bowl with all the keys in when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she said uh, it was much more lively than the night before. There was doors slamming, shirt and things moving heavily across the floor. I figured they were insomniacs too and maybe having a bad day. That night I woke up briefly to the feeling of being not alone, but I was able to almost immediately fall back to sleep. The next morning we were packing up to leave. I told my husband I wasn't really keen on returning anytime soon. I remembered the feeling of being watched when we arrived and the noises from the bedroom next door. So I decided to repay the nosiness and have a look through the window of the cottage next door. And guess what? It was completely empty. No furniture, no decor, no carpets, nothing. Just empty. No cupboards. And it looked like it had been empty for a long time because there was dust and like spider webs and stuff everywhere. She said, I noped into the car and made my husband lock up, uh, leave the keys, and I was done. And there was no way in hell I was even going back into that cottage. Never mind. What if you it. went to the other one with no furniture in? Well, what, what was making all that noise? I know, but that's what I mean. If you didn't want to stay in that one, she should just stay in the one next door. <laughs> See, the thing is, you've got, you've got to experience it again. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be pretty freaky. But, I mean, I'd probably go along the point of, Maybe it's something outside, which makes it sound like it's coming from there, or if it's something downstairs, and the way the sound's travelling, it may Easy sound... Easy to explain away if you weren't there. Yeah. If you exactly. were there, and you're like, no, it's behind that wall there. There's yeah. definitely something going on. Noisy fucking neighbours, and then it turns out they're not there. What if there's squatters there? Yeah, but there wasn't even any like furniture in there to drag about. Well, maybe they, they had a couple, because they can't afford drum kits and stuff, and they had <laughs> a few cabinet things, and they take it with them, and they go, poof, poof. Poof, poof. The story's getting more elaborate yeah, now. No, yeah. So you're saying that so, so there was like there's a some, squatter band, a squatter <laughs> band doing a rehearsal. Yeah, they yeah. move their equipment in, the, in, in the, night. the night and then out before morning. It's valuable, va- valuable, valuable, <laughs> valuable to them. So you know, <laughs> interesting though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's one that, like I say, I'm not, I am taking the piss, but I don't mean it as like a nasty thing because I'd like to have been there just to go, what the fuck? Yeah, we were talking in the break. We were in the kitchen. And boiling the kettle. We were like, it'd be fucking wicked we to see something. Well, no, we weren't boiling. It was just boiling yeah. itself. No fusing. That's what I'm going to do. 30 years I'm taking the fuses out. See if it boils then. Oh, in that plug? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it, yeah. Turn yeah. my voltmeter up there. Tool bag. Yeah. And do all the power. Turn up. Like shut the power off to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking bring yeah, it on. Just get all the trip day. switches off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so another story. This one is from Paul. Um... And he said, a very quick backstory, I guess. I lost my sister in February to suicide. Uh, put, I put inverted commas on that because I still don't believe it was a suicide for the fact that she left no explanation for anybody and more so didn't tell me anything before it. I was asleep in bed with my girlfriend when I was awoken by my phone ringing. And mm. it also woke her up too. This is how I know it wasn't me dreaming. Right. It was at 3.37 a.m. I know this because when it rang, I looked at the screen to see what number was calling and I saw the time. It was a private number and I don't usually answer them because I was half asleep. I thought it might be like a mate needing a lift from somewhere because they're drunk. So I picked it up and answered. Mm -hmm. I said hello and I could hear this was like a kind of muffled static sound. Mm -hmm. Nobody replied. So again, I said hello. No response. So I thought it was probably just a prank call or some shit like that, and I was about to hang up when I heard a name get called out, Paul. 
He said it clear as day and it sounded 100% like my sister. Mm. I kind of froze and started to panic saying her name a few times, pretty much sort of, you know, pleading for it to be her. Then all I heard was, I'm sorry, I love you, please help me. The last bit made me really upset and uneasy, you know, the please help me bit. I asked her where she was and then I heard like a really loud screeching sound and then it went back to the dial tone. What the fuck? When it hung up, I turned to my girlfriend and she said my face was pale white and I, and that's why I was saying my sister's name and what was wrong with me. So I had a complete meltdown and I cried. I didn't go back to sleep. I just sat with my phone in my hand waiting. Doesn't surprise me. That's traumatic, that is. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. So did does it say how, how sh- she done herself? No. No. So, okay. And then you heard a screech. And I'm trying to work out... Is she in the car? Is she, you know, or you know, I mean, on the phone call? What what's going on there? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It could be just somebody fucking with you, some like horrible person. Yeah. There's a, a lot of lot of wankers out there. Yeah, you know what I mean, it might be that. Hmm. But still, it's still mad. I mean, yeah, that that's out of order though. If someone was messing around like that, and you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Went out of order because uh, you know it's not on, not on at all. So out of all of them stories that we have gone through, right? Which ones are you most interested? Which ones do you think are more? Okay, you can't really say believable because you're like you get you're against it. I'm against it. Um, there's two uh, the the 93 year old man in the peripheral view because oh, yeah. I have that sometimes. We're not not the same man. I'm gonna say yeah, it was the same man, but no. Um, because that's a weird thing. It is weird. Um, and probably the the chair one. Um, because. There's no ghost story to it. It's like how, why is that? How and why has that got to where it is? Haunted chairs, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like you kind of think that someone's. A lot of these things, you think that someone's fucking with you. Mm. Maybe they are. You never know. There might be someone in there. It's just, it's just a, a prankster. And you just go, Fuck it, I can't help it. I'm gonna put these chairs there while they're in there doing whatever. Mm. But if you know, the Large Hadron Collider says ghosts don't exist. Does that mean they don't exist, yeah? Then they don't exist. Mm, apparently. But I'm sure the supernatural world has got some sort of their version of a Hadron Collider, which is full of ghosts <laughs> yeah. somewhere. They can't prove in that a tunnel we're real. In Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just like some weird, like, um, maybe, okay, so, all right. So, okay, so maybe then, like, the, the, large, the large Hadron Collider can't find the ghost particle but it's like actively looking for parallel universes maybe what we're seeing is like glimpses of other realities maybe. and they just look a bit ghost like yeah like a different like yeah like like, like 13th dimension maybe or something weird like that how many do you reckon there's 12 dimensions don't know something like that? I don't know quite a lot there's cool, a lot of dimensions it'd be cool to be in the fourth wouldn't it I don't even know what that would look the like fourth, we, do, we are in the fourth Okay, fifth. Then. Time is a dimension, apparently. Sixth, seventh, eighth. I don't care. Just, just so I can confuse myself and not eat my own face or something. <laughs> yeah, and not actually cause any damage and see inside my body or whatever. I, I don't know. Like the physicists say, there's no point even trying to imagine what higher dimensions look like because you just can't. Something ghosts can they? Maybe. Maybe they are the fifth dimension because they can walk through things. Maybe. And like, just could it be? Could it be <laughs> that there are ghosts that are in the fifth dimension? No, it's not. <laughs> I would love to see one, though. Yeah, if you trap one in the box, that'd be cool. The closest I ever came to sort of something that I would class as paranormal was with Maria. 
mm. when we um, we were just messing about like a piano. Something mo- something moved behind us and cast like a shadow over like the lamp that was onto mm-hmm. the onto the music that we weren't because we couldn't read the music. We just banged it. But the shadow came across and we both stopped and both left the house immediately and was like, "What? What was that?" So I don't know what that was. Like I wouldn't have believed it if it was just me. Yeah, yeah. But because she saw it as well, we were like, "That's but a bit weird." Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what that was. Mm, Nothing happened, and that was in a proven haunted house as well, allegedly. Was it? Yeah. Where was that? Uh, relative's house, Norfolk. Oh right, okay. Yeah, shit was getting thrown downstairs. I think they even said there was like green shit leaking out of a wall at one point. And when I told. Our, our uh, relatives this yeah 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 when i told our relatives this they were like that explains a lot what yeah i'll tell you who they are afterwards i don't want to say because you know yeah i've got the permission i to. think i know who, yeah. who you're on about yeah, definitely yeah. but uh yeah Weird. explains a lot green goo coming out the walls well the fact that i'd seen something as well oh, right okay. or no no didn't even see it oh, it's difficult to say I don't think it was a ghost. I think it was just my imagination. Probably. But it's the closest thing I've ever experienced to a ghost. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've had anything that mental. It's just probably the same sort of thing where I think I've seen something and it's not. But I'm because I'm very slow with my brain. <laughs> I don't go, oh, that's a ghost. I just go, oh, it's gone. It's all right. Are you I'm like a goldfish. So I can see something and go, oh, and then go, oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> and carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to come out of the pub like in uh, down the road, come out like at closing time, blasted. And like when I was walking home, I deliberately go out. My, you know when you're really pissed, you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a stonking hangover if yeah. I go to bed. And I need to, I need have to a do walk, could do something. Yeah, climb, yeah, climb a few trees. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, I go, I take a long walk back and Rob I deliberately houses. walk I mean, through the uh, through the graveyards. Yeah, yeah. Just like see if like I could get attacked by like a spirit or something. Nothing's ever there. I Two o'clock in the morning, I'm just levered, wandering around and looking at these graves of the 15th century, and fuck all happens. It's madness, isn't it? Mad. And see, it's funny the way they, you know, obviously with uh, people only make um, uh, grave areas sound bad because it's full of dead people. But it's it's the same as anywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Sort but of. everyone kind of goes, because obviously there's people who've been buried there. Well, it, it is it is the same as everywhere else, except it's not because it's a field full of dead people. Yeah, but but it's what I mean is it's not changing the everything. You know, around you, it's not like like or a road. It? It's not like a road through it, and there's cars, and I mean, they're just still static, dead bodies. Yeah, I suppose. Fuck knows, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm but I worked in a mortuary. Oh, I forgot about this. I've worked in a mortuary, um, just doing some shit to some fridges, and I was speaking to the to the lady that worked there, and she's like a doctor or something, and, mm-hmm. and because. I like to speak to people when I'm, when you're in an opportunity to be like around somebody that's a weird job. It's it's cool yeah. to talk to them, and I and I asked a question. I said, "What do you think happens like when you're when you've died when the end has come?" Because yeah. she's getting people like when we were in there, p- there were people coming in who had just died. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking ten minutes before yeah, or something. Fresh like. and warm still. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, "Well, it's it's not the end, though, is it?" And I went, "What do you mean?" She went, "Well, it's not the end." I went, okay, "How do you? You must have something to sort of." You know, you're a, you're a doctor and you're telling me that when you're dead, you're not dead. And she goes, you do catch... She says, there's a grey lady I sometimes see in here. And I was like, there's one on the fucking gurney over there. <laughs> <laughs> there's about six over there. Yeah. In fridge, fridge one, two, three, four, five and six. She said that, um, yeah, that she's seen a, a grey a grey lady in there. I'm like, you're just... Fu- you must just be... I, n- I thought she was fucking with me mm-hmm. because I was going into fridges with like 24 dead people in, which yeah, is a bit yeah. weird. But she, now she says that 
something carries on. So she thinks, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'd go, okay, why one grey lady? What does that mean? Everyone else has, you know, got unlucky, and you know, her hat's been, her name's been pulled out the hat, and she can live on as some weird entity, but no one else can. I don't know, but it's weird. She said when they come in, she she says like, you know, um, so he addresses them, like she'll say hello. Um, yeah, you're dead. You know where you are. You know what's happened. If you want to stay here, you can stay here. If you want to go, you can go. And that's what she told me. I was like, are you fucking mad? Sounds it this to me. Or are you just fucking with me? I, I swear she's fucking with me because she knows. She might do. She might get questioned. I'm left in a room with loads of dead people. She might get asked it all the time. It's like I get asked, you got any paint on the walls? And you go, no, I use myself as a roller. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I say to, that's what I say to people yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... Then maybe that's their sarcasm to it. Maybe, maybe you could have sarcasm when you do a job like that. I suppose. Yeah, but um, you should have asked them like, um, what's the funniest move that someone's done when they're dead? Like, you know, because I'm guessing they move and stuff do, from yeah. gases, and you know what I mean. Has anyone gone in the fridge or you know, someone have got and open their mouth or something? I'm happy about that. <laughs> Fuck that. Do you know what I mean? But what, what, what's you know, how's it happened? I'll ask next time. I'm yeah, in yeah. There. please do. I'll ask next time I'm in there. So I think that'll do with our ghost stories. Thanks okay. to everybody that sent in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everybody that contributed their stories. Yeah, some really good stories there. Uh, good fun, that was. Yeah. Um, so uh, social media for our Facebook is Amy Headley. Well done, Amy Headley. And you've you won the, what, the best one, I think. Yeah, Howard Chapman. Yeah. I mean, you know, anything to do with murders, you know it's going to be a good drawings. Pretty good though this week's this one that Rob's done. So there's here. a few few random ones. It's a bit well, obviously it's Halloweeny, but I mean, you know, it's, I, f- I think I think it's close. It's close, but I think last week's one's better than this one. Definitely, definitely. So send me your details and we'll get that sent out to you. And if you want to win this fine piece that Rob has constructed, then you just have to share this post when you see it on whatever social media platform you see it on. But it's for some reason. Facebook seems to get the most traction. Yeah, Facebook helps us. Um, Instagram does, but I think fa- Facebook seems to be better. Yeah, seems to get us more of a yeah role with people, and and, and then we get more messages and whatnot. Yeah, it's good fun. So yeah, yeah. lots of interaction. Talk to each other as well. It's good to have a bit of banter between people. Yeah, if and you if get over fifty shares, you get a t-shirt. Yeah, all yeah. right. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and if you can be fucked, send us, uh, give us a review or something on iTunes. Uh, some bollocks like that. that yeah, I yeah. Do. I mean, yeah. Just type Robots Fries on Google. And just yeah. do wh- whatever you want from there. And we'll see you next week. Laters. Ho, 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 ho.